Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 374. I'm joined by Darth Wager in this one, and we handicapped the Army-Navy game, the last regular season college football game of this year. Our records this year, we'll go through it later in the podcast, been very good from the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast guys in college football. And then Darth and I have a, a very special Holiday treat for you following that that our Army and Navy and uh, college football pick. And then after the uh, little special that we have for the listeners, I give you my NFL Week 14 awards and my coaches poll in the NFL as we go forward. Uh, don't forget, go to www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the free picks are there. You get them for free. Click on the Amazon banner ad while you're on the site. Buy yourself something nice for Christmas or buy somebody somebody else something nice for Christmas. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And for all your gambling needs, go to MyBookieAG. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. Use that promo code DARTH at checkout. And you get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. And don't forget I'm an author the Ali Armini series. Code Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You can get that directly from my publisher, thewordverve.com. And if uh, you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download that to your favorite electronic reading device. Let's get right to it. Podcast 374 with Darth Wager. Darth Wager, big quiz for you in this, this week's episode. And, uh, you should remember this play because you are hanging a certain stuffed animal, an effigy from the ceiling during the playoff run of the Giants back in 1990 when this player was a prominent person on their defensive line. He wore the number 74, as this is podcast 374. He was born in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, birthplace of one Mark Belanger, shortstop of the Baltimore Orioles. I should get it after that, right? Uh, no, you won't get it. I don't think you'll get this. Uh, he went to Washington State. He was a second-round pick in the 1986 draft by the New York Giants. He also played for the Jets in 1995 to 96. He was only a Pro Bowler in that 1990 season. He caused a key fumble. Leonard Marshall. No. Oh. You're thinking of 86 when he knocked out Joe Montana. This this was the 15-13 game. He broke through a, uh, a double team, put his helmet on the ball where Roger Craig was trying to run on, a, I think it was a fourth down play or third down play. And the ball popped out, and Lawrence Taylor recovered the fumble. Give me the initials. E-H. E-H, huh? Uh, Eddie Harris from the Cleveland Indians. Eddie Harris. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Eric Howard, nose tackle. Oh, I never would have got it. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think so. But he had one of the biggest plays in the in the, in the Giants that year, especially in that NFC Championship game. Denied. The Joe Nuts, San Francisco Finers, uh, 49ers chance for a three-peat. Oh, I think you you were hanging Bucky and Effigy during the Super Bowl they lost. Bucky, Bucky the Giant guy. I was hanging out from my Giants blanket that I stole from you. 
um, from the ceiling every time they fucked up. <laughs> that was against the Ravens when they lost. Yeah, I was pretty angry. Yeah. Well, college football, the regular season is almost done. We have one more game, Army and Navy. And we are pretty much locked up. We had a really good regular season, the the four gambling chalk talk podcast guys. I was seventy three and fifty five. That's a fifty seven point zero three winning percentage, positive twelve point five units. Dan, you went sixty seven and forty nine. That's a fifty seven point seven six winning percentage, slightly ahead of me, plus twelve units. So you're a little bit behind in units. AK forty seven went thirty six and twenty nine. That's a fifty nine point oh two winning percentage, up eight point five units. And the guns on your tail, I, I'm technically last place in winning percentage, but plus I'm the I'm first place in units. Nikki Guns went forty seven and thirty five, a fifty seven point three two winning percentage, up eight and a half units, just like AK forty seven. Yeah, so this sucks. I'm in second place in both. That fucking, I, I want to win one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got bowl I, season. I got, yeah, bowl season. Thank God. So let's just explain to the listeners. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to have the, the pre-Christmas bowls. We're going to have the Christmas week bowls. And then we're going to have the New Year's bowls. And then we'll have the championship game. So we have like four more podcasts of college football picks for the people uh, as, as we as we move into college bowl season after the Army and Navy game. Yes, and we have a special for each of those episodes. Yes, the, the, we'll announce the, the special at the end of the Army-Navy uh, handicapping that we do in this. So you love to pick the armed forces teams. You pick one every week. That's right. And this is, this is the coup de gras of the armed forces. Uh, I do not believe this will be for the, um, I think they call it the commander's cup. Yeah. I, I do not think that will come into play because, uh, air force beat army and Navy beat air force. So that, Basically, it could be a three-way tie if Army uh, defeats Navy. The spread is 10 points. It started, it opened at 6.5. It's now holding set steady at 10 points. The total is 40.5. It opened at 43. Darth, which way are you going in the Armed Forces Army versus Navy for the Commander's Cup for Navy? From force the pick, I pick Navy, and I'm picking the over. Taking Navy, is this this is this going to count as a pick? Or we'll you find out on Saturday? Oh Jesus! Really? All right, so we'll find out on Saturday. You got to go to the website to confirm Darth Wager. Uh, these are both run-heavy teams. Army runs the ball eighty-two percent of the time. Navy eighty-five percent of the time. Army uh, gets only four point nine yards per run. And Navy gets about six. The Navy run defense is much stronger, 3.5 yards per rush. They hold teams while Army is uh, 4.5. 
Two common opponents. They played Tulane and, of course, Air Force. Army lost both. They lost by nine. They lost by four. Navy won versus Tulane by three and, and beat Air Force by nine. Army has won the last three matchups. But the worm has turned back to Navy's favor again this time. My power ranking has Navy being an 11.5-point favorite. The spread is only 10. I am making Navy one of my picks this week. I'm taking Navy, and I'm laying the 10 points. 10 is a lot of points. I'm hoping it drops to 9.5. The Army uh, quarterback will play, but he's been injured. He's been hurt. So, isn't that why Army won last year? Wasn't like half the Navy's team hurt? Uh, something strange happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. don't they come out with pretty sweet um, uniforms for this game? I think they do. This game's in Are Philly. We- this game's in Philly this year, where uh, Eli Manning almost pulled off the miracle of all miracles. The Christmas miracle almost occurred in Philly uh, Monday night. With uh, Eli Manning throwing back the clock, throwing for 170 yards in the first half, and then the offense did absolutely nothing the entire second half. Yeah, it's because both Belanger boys went to bed and didn't watch them. Yeah, well, we knew better. It's not our first yeah. rodeo with the Giants. Yep. And especially when we have to get up at 5 a.m. to record a, a podcast. So. Correct. And we're both working about 14 hours the next day. Yep. All right, this is a good time to take a break. Before we have our special Christmas, our, our our Christmas special for college football bowl season, after the break, please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast guys: NFL, college football. College basketball, NBA, even Major League Baseball, they're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play, and it takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Darth, we are back, and we have a Christmas special. We did a summer movie review of some action movies all summer. Now we have a Christmas movie review, and it's one of our favorite movies. You might have been wearing a shirt uh, about this movie on Sunday. It was very true. Two shirts, actually. Two shirts. I believe your whole family is wearing shirts like this. Pretty close to it, yep. Uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. John Hughes wrote the wrote the film. It cost $27 million to make, and they made $71 million on it. And who knows how much they made in merchandise off of you buying all the stuff. <laughs> God knows I've bought everything. Oh, boy. So if, if you haven't heard our, Christmas, our, our movie reviews, we have – you know, top three scenes, top three quotes, six ways to die. It's usually an action movie, but I think this fits perfectly with the Christmas vacation because there are at least six ways to die in this one. Uh, special cast switches. If we, if we had to switch the cast, what could we do? The Rusky switch. What if, what if the ending didn't end the way it happened? 
And then um, I added one for this. The scare factor for 10 years old and younger if you watch this Christmas movie with a, with a young child. So star of the movie, Chevy Chase. I have a little tidbit for you, Dan. Yep. He broke his finger when he beat up that Santa decoration. Remember when he plugged in the, the lights yeah. and it didn't work and he started going nuts? He, he broke his pinky finger um, <laughs> while he was filming that, and they kept it in the film. And the bear's hat he wore was the same bear's hat he wore in 1983 during the first National Lampoon's vacation when they went to Wally World. He's going to try to get that jersey that he wears in the movie. Right. So they, they made this movie in 1989. The, the first uh, Christmas vacation where they went to Wally World was 1983. Uh, Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo, also known as Ellen in the movie, uh, she lied to the police in, in Christmas Vacation. She told the police that, that and Clark's boss, when, they, when uh, Eddie, Cousin Eddie, took Clark's boss to the house, that this was their first kidnapping, which was a, a total bull-faced lie. They kidnapped John Candy, the security that guard, in the first... That is true. Yeah. She lied to the police. She's going to jail. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a good tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Juliette Lewis and... and uh, Who's Audrey? Great, great actress. John Galicki, Rusty, the the son and daughter of of Clark and Ellen, our brother and sister in this movie in 1989. In 2018, they play in the movie The Connors, and they are lovers. How about that one? That's that's weird. Yeah, ancestral. Yep. Uh, and. Randy Quaid, Cousin Eddie. Is that your favorite character? Uh, no, I think Chevy Chase is actually. All right. a lot of, I think Cousin James, our Cousin James, likes Cousin Eddie the best. Yeah, so does Jacob. They both like Cousin Eddie. So the eggnog mugs. Remember he's drinking the eggnog before he goes uh, with Clark and, he, and they're drinking eggnog, the moose egg, uh, eggnog uh, yeah. mugs? Those are from Wally World in the first movie. That's why it's the moot. I get it. Yep. There's a lot of connections. Always a lot of connections. All right. I got a couple other connections before we get to our top scenes. You know when when they're driving to get the tree and there's a pickup truck tailgating them? Yeah. That's Kurt Russell's truck in the movie Overboard. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's just get this truck in the movie. All right. So And then Margo and Todd, the house next door. You might remember that house as the Murtoff family house in Lethal Weapon. No way. Yes, that was the Murtoff's house in Lethal Weapon. Three of the Lethal Weapon episodes of uh, movies. What the fuck? That's crazy. All right, all right. And I got a quiz for you. How many words did Clark use to describe Mr. Shirley when he had his tirade? Oh, my God. I'll give you a hint. It's my uniform number in high school for basketball. Uh, 30. Yes, that is correct. I want to tell him straight in his eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, foul-flushing, foul, foul low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dug-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, 
bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? I think you need some Tylenol after saying that. <laughs> foul, is that one of your quotes? Foul flushing. <laughs> it was a little tough getting out of my mouth there. <laughs> it's early. It is early. All right. What What are your top three scenes? I, I have three. What's your What's your three? All right. My top three scenes, <clears throat> I would say, are because I always made it to this at least this part before falling asleep because it is my movie. I fall asleep to it on the turn. Yep. Is the uh, part when they walk out to the uh, Christmas tree and uh, Juliet Lewis's eyes are frozen. <laughs> and, uh, that that is one of my top three scenes. Okay, all right. Well, my number three scene is when he's at the the counter talking to the lady about panties, and Rusty joins in at the end, like, like "Hey, Rusty, look, you came to see the panty line." <laughs> That's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. It's a bit nipply out here. Tip bit nipply. <laughs> Did I say nipple? Did I say nipple? <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes. Um, another one of my favorite scenes is the sledding uh, part. Oh, very good scene. Very good scene. This, <laughs> when, when Cousin Eddie can't go because he's got a plastic plate in his head. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. My second favorite scene is when the SWAT team breaks into the house and everyone has to freeze. Yes. And he's cupping his balls. And Ellen is cupping uh, Clark Johnson, basically. And then yeah. she shakes hand with Mr. Shirley and, and Mrs. Shirley and then puts her hand back on Tr- Clark's member. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite scenes. Just so everyone makes sure they're like, is she really touching his Johnson? Yep. She definitely is touching his Johnson. Yeah. Not only that, but that's really picked up by a seven-year-old when you watch that movie. Just saying my seven-year-old saw that and howled and was laughing so bad <laughs> at that part. Uh, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene throughout the movie has to be – actually, I have so many. I, I love this whole movie. But I, I'm going to try to pick a different scene than you so we really capture the entire movie. Yeah. It's when they are uh, – the whole squirrel scene. Okay, the whole squirrel scene? I'm not, okay, that, I have that as my quote. No, I don't have – that didn't make my quotes. I like when he says, I'm not going to grab a blanket and a hammer. I'm not hit the – at the squirrel and the mom yeah. faints. That that well, room, That's me trying to catch a bat. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I remember you describing it as that. I learned everything I know on rodent and stergamination from Christmas Vacation in the Great Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, but I'm missing out. Like I also in my top my. I'm going to make this like the top five for the gold show where they really pick six. Yeah. Um, my, my other one is when, um, Margo and Todd and he's, he's like, uh, bend over and I'll show you. You don't talk to me like that. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, that, that scene's going to come up in a moment. Yeah. Top three quotes. My, my number three, Russ, go get the hammer. Clark and Ellen's going. Clark, what are you done do for? What do you need the hammer for? I'm gonna catch it in the coat and I smack it with the hammer. That's and then everyone starts screaming. Ah! Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's your All number? Right. What's your number three quote? My number three is: We're kicking off our old-fashioned family Christmas by heading into the country in our old front-wheel drive sleds to embrace the frosty majesty of the winter lands. Keep to select the most important Christmas symbol. There we go. 
My number two, you kind of stole my thunder. Todd, the next door neighbor. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put that a tree that big? Clark says, bend over, I'll show you. Todd said, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one. Uh, cousin, this is a reference towards Cousin Eddie. Yep. Can I real raw? Can I refill your eggnog? Get you something to eat? Drive out in the middle of nowhere? Leave it for dead? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't say my number one scene. It's also because one of my top three quotes: "Merry Christmas, shitter's full." Yeah, see, I thought that was that was like uh, that was gonna be a, a give me that that would that should be your top three. I didn't even put it in my top three. Yeah, it was is my number one. Absolutely, I must say that quote at least once a month. <laughs> um. Yeah. Because usually, usually it's because my kids are clogging the toilet and they don't know how to unclog it themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. shit are full. Yeah. Uh, um, and your... then my my next one, I bet you you couldn't even guess. Uh, I'm gonna say, ah, boy, I, I'm gonna go when it's uh when when uh aunt whatever her face is uh, saying the blessing, the blessing. Nope. 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 It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of in reference to the shitter's fall. It's right before it. Uh-huh. Oh, the silent majesty of the winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe putting his chemical toil into our sewer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, six ways to die. I I got a bunch of them. I I had to narrow it down to six. I I didn't include uh, was it Uncle? Who? What's the uncle's name? Uncle Eddie? No, no, no. That's cousin Eddie, the old guy. Arthur? Where, where he lights the 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 tree on fire. I didn't include that. I didn't light the time he blew up the chemical in the sewer. That's that. That didn't even make the cut. Wow, you got six, huh? I got six. All right, my okay. my first one. Darth, tell me when you die during Christmas vacation. Is it during the scene when you're driving to get the tree and you drive the car underneath? The 18-wheeler hauling a bunch of giant trees. Oh, shit. You know what? I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably die there. <laughs> Darth, or, you, don't, you don't survive the first 10 minutes of the movie. Just like when you're or, watching, you fall asleep. <laughs> or I have a heart attack, one or the other. Yeah. All right, my second way to die. He's on the ladder swinging lights, and he staples his sleeve to the roof, and he's pulling himself back. And he pulls himself back, and he hits the tree. Luckily, and then pushes himself back forward onto the uh, onto the uh, house. I, I live in that part. All right, Uncle Lewis. By the way, Uncle Lewis. Uncle Lewis, that's his name. All right. So now you're on top of the roof. You're stapling. You slip. You slide down the roof. You grab the gutter. It sends an ice missile into Margot and Todd's house. Do you survive that part? If I'm Uncle Todd and Margot. No, if you're if you're Clark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I survived that part. Do you, do you sl- survive the sledding incident? Somehow, I don't know, man. They went through a lot of trees in that part. Yeah, that that was he's definitely doing the slalom course on that one. Um, but I think I lived during that part as well. All right. Uh, when he's stuck up in the attic, and then Ellen pulls the attic door down, and he falls. Yeah, I survived that. But I think the hardest part was the beginning. Uh, no, no. I think the last one's the hardest part. The SWAT team crashing in and you don't get shot. Oh. 
What are you uh, doing? What are you doing? It's a bunch of crinkling papers over there. You got notes? Sorry. I was putting some gum in my mouth. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Right. You know what the funny part was? What? Is I held the bag down, away from my mouth, thinking you wouldn't hear it, but I held it right into the phone. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> All right, cast switch. Who do you think could could play the part of Clark other than Chevy Chase? I got a list. You want, want me to give you a list? Give me a list. I'll tell you yay or nay. All right. I got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nay. Danny DeVito. Um, I don't think he'd encapsulate the family atmosphere, no. Okay, John Candy. Yes. Robin Williams. Yes, but he'd be over dramatic and everything. Okay, Bill Murray. Uh, uh not for that part. All right. Uh Dan Aykroyd. Yes. John Goodman. Yes. Alright, alright. So so you're I, missing you're missing one though. Who? Tim Allen. Oh yeah, he could be good in that part too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Beverly D'Angelo, who's kind of hot in the movie, by the way. Um, I got Michelle Pfeiffer. Maybe too young well, at that in 1989 though. Uh, no. Well, I think you need to have a wholesome look too. All right. How about Bette Midler? Yeah. Uh, Susan Sarandon. Yep. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Yep. Uh, Shelley Long from Cheers. Yes. Christy Alley from Cheers. Yes. Barbara Hershey from Hoosiers. The teacher that was the love interest of yes. the coach. Okay. All right. Good. 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 All right. My last. My last cast. I'll only add. I'll, I'll only add one to that. Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy that one. Uh, Randy. Randy Quaid is cousin Eddie. I, I would never remove him, but I, I'm going to say Bill Murray. Bill Murray is the only person that could do that. What about Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito could also do that. How, how about Steve Martin? No. Rick Moranis? Uh, no. No? Okay, so we got Danny DeVito and Bill Murray possibly as Randy Quaid in the recasting if it was 1989. And, Jim, and, and, and uh, uh, Jim Belushi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, Rusky Switch. This is what I have for the Rusky Switch. You ready? <laughs> uh, so for those of you who haven't listened to the summer, uh, the summer action movie podcast, what would happen if the, if the Russians were watching this movie and the Americans lost, basically? So this is the Rusky Switch. So this is the Rusky Switch for, for the Christmas movie. Uh, Mr. Shirley presses charges. Uh, Cousin Eddie goes to jail. Ellen and Clark probably go to jail because the whole incident at Wally World, they're probably still on probation, right? Yep. And who's going to adopt the kids, Rocky and Ruby Sue? <laughs> who's going to adopt them? Yeah. Well, maybe Clark doesn't go to jail or Ellen doesn't go to jail. Ellen probably doesn't go to jail, but Clark does. Yeah, but Ellen lied to the police about saying this was their first kidnapping. It wasn't. Well, it was her first kidnapping, not her husband's. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right, so so Rocky and Ruby Sue are adopted by Ellen. No, no, I think the grandparents adopt Rocky and Ruby Sue. All right, all right. Scare factor. I I, put, I gave it a one out of ten. I don't think it's a very scary movie. My my seven year old was laughing most of the time. 
Wasn't ever scared. Watches, Jordan watches it without without being scared at all. Yeah. My scare factor. A whole Christmas star. One Christmas star. Oh, that that's a that's a good way to do it, Darth. Nice. All right. This is a good time to take a break, and uh, we'll get to the, the coaches' awards and uh, the coaches NFL coaches' awards for week. Is it week thirteen? I think it was week thirteen, or, or no, it was week fourteen already in the NFL. They played thirteen games though, so it's a good time to take a break. In the rock. Thanks to our show supporter, my bookie AG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.mybookieag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG, that is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major into wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And we're back. Coaches NFL Awards for week 14 of the NFL. Hard to believe. Week 14. 13 games have been played. That's why I keep screwing up the weeks here. All right. My coaches poll. My top five. The Vikings are honorable mention. They're just outside the top five. Defense showed up last week. That's nice. They could be stuck on the road as a sixth seed, though. And that would be probably against the Saints. So that's not good news for the Vikings. They're just outside my top five. My Saints are my fifth team. They lost a heavyweight fight, but it was a split decision. I'm sure they'll face each other again with the Niners. I moved the Patriots down to number four. Offensive issues, off the field issues now with uh, another videotaping incident with the Bengals. They had to use trickeration to score against the Chiefs. and The Chiefs aren't exactly like monsters of the midway on defense. They can't run the ball. Their defense is very good, though, and they usually figure out a way. I think last year at this time, they lost to Pittsburgh, and they ended up winning it all, as usual. So, Patriots lurking. Number three, on the road in December and took out the Pats. They own the game. They're 3-0 this year versus the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Vikings. Keep that in mind. Their losses occurred when, when Mahomes was banged up. You know they they and I know they lost to Andy at, uh, to Tennessee, but they kind of got Andy Reid at the end of the game in that one. I don't know how they lost that one. They had like a ninety eight percent chance to win the game and somehow blew it. And now my number two team, the Forty ers they move up from three to two. And Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, they put some hair on their chest with that win against New Orleans. Uh, that that at New Orleans, big game. They have. The Seahawks nipping at their heels. They have the the Rams lurking. Uh, that was a big win for the 49ers. Huge play by Kittle at the end while he was getting molested walking down the sideline. Uh, my number one team, the Ravens. They lost to Casey early. They had a weird loss to the Browns. Ever since then, every challenge accepted and conquered. That Bills win, quite a win on the road. Impressive. They beat the 49ers at home. Impressive win. So that's my coaches poll top five. We got the Ravens at one, Niners at two, Chiefs at three, Patriots at four, Saints at five, and uh, yeah, that's, it's going to be an interesting playoffs, a, a very wide open playoffs. Uh, my Jeff Spicoli most confusing team award goes to the Cowboys. Yardage, point differential, all say they should be better than this team is. They're not better though. It makes no sense. I don't get it. 
Cowboys just just one of those years where they no breaks, nothing's nothing's going their way. They'll probably usually when I have a basketball season like this, coaching the next season, everything goes our way. My Forrest Gump box of chocolates team. Don't know what you're going to get. I got two winners for this. Uh, Tampa Bay. Last week was the type of game they usually lose. High scoring, exciting through three quarters. And then they shut out the Colts in the fourth quarter, and they, they dominate that quarter 10-0. Tampa could be good. A couple wacky losses early in the year. And, you know, this is a much different team. They could be fighting for a playoff spot. And then you got the Giants, first half absolutely dominate and then get shut out in the second half and lose. I'm not upset that they lost. I'm glad Eli had a good first half, uh, but it, it was, you know, if the more they win, the more they might keep Shermer and Gettleman. And I don't know if they should keep Gettleman. My, I'm up in the air on that one. But, well, but there definitely needs to be a change there. They have not improved in two years. I'm going to save my giant stuff for another podcast. Might have to have a special edition. Uh, Simon Bar Sinister Award. This is the Denver Broncos crushing Houston. I was all over the Broncos in this one. Had a first half bet, first half money line bet, game bet. Uh, they they really crushed Houston. Uh, their South Division dreams. Now it's a, a dog fight. Houston and Tennessee. They face each other twice in the last three weeks. Uh, 38-24 victory. It wasn't even that close. It was 38-10 to going into the fourth quarter. Denver was actually kind. Uh, really hurts Houston uh, in this one. And then my Daniel LaRusso, underdog of the week, the Broncos. Drew Locke, when does the league figure him out? Uh, that's a good question for me and Nikki Guns on uh, Wednesday. And I'm going to say the Redskins, despite losing, they played hard all the way through there, down 14 nothing right off the rip. They just battled. They covered. Uh, Redskins showing a little feistiness. Uh, that gives me hope that they'll beat the Giants here in the later weeks. And if, the, and if uh, Cincinnati can beat the Dolphins, you know, the Giants can get the number one pick in the draft, and maybe they can do an Arizona Cardinals and pick another uh, quarterback. No, I want them to take the kid from Ohio State. But I digress. There we go. So there we have it, Podcast 374, the Eric Howard episode. Uh, please be sure to go to gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the free picks are there, NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball is all there. Get them absolutely free. Click on that Amazon banner ad when you're there. Buy yourself something nice for Christmas, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. No additional cost to you. Don't forget to visit uh, MyBookieAG. Use the promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And don't forget my book, uh, my series of books, the Ali Armini series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You get them directly from my publisher, thewordverve.com. Amazon Prime, Kindle Select user, download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Uh, and then that, that's it. We're we're midweek. It's hump day, almost hump day. And uh let, let's uh let's have a good good finish to the week and may the picks be with you.